1: He was head of the Next PR department right. for 39 years, and now he's in charge of alumni relations. So I am. Um, we wanted to say hello to you, start off by seeing how you're doing, and most importantly, we wanted to find out why you agreed to this interview. You're a very busy man. What Inspires you, or sets Perry apart from so many other people that you met that you were willing to do this for us.
0: Well, you know, Perry and I go back a long way. Been to Florida a lot and around Chase Stadium and any way that can help her cause, she's doing great and trying to be a role model for people. If I could just do a little bit, I'd be glad to help. It makes me really happy and proud to be part of Team Perry.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah. Um, you are a big part of Team Perry. As you know, Jay, Perry has raised over $600,000 for High Lifeline, which is an organization that helped our family out incredibly since she was a little That's girl. Great. That's great. It's great. And um, you, at representing the Mets and you at the Mets, have been very generous with the time, um, your encouragement, you helped us out with charity buzz prizes and auction prizes, and we know that you are a friend that we can always reach out to and say, hey, Jay, we need help. And you're like, no problem, Terry. What could I do for you?
0: I know Nelson Figueroa does a lot with you guys too, right? I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: He, he can't get away from us. He's stuck yeah. with team Perry.
0: no um, he, he's a good man. He's got a big heart too. Yes. So yeah. he's, he's,
1: he's running with Team Perry, I think, for the fifth year, hopefully in January when we have the marathon again. That'll be his fifth year with us. He's raised a lot good. of money for High Lifeline as well. And, um, it's been awesome. So a little birdie told us that you're coming out with a book. I think May 19th, called Mr. Matt.
0: Yes, yes,
1: yes. unbelievable. Yeah, can't wait to read it, and I'm going to okay. get you to sign our copy. Um, how long did it take? My you to pleasure, write my pleasure. Yeah, how long did it take you to write it, and when did you? Well, this is the
0: it? thing: is I, 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 I never thought I would write a book, and I was never ever ever going to do a tell-all book about who did what, or who did, you know, I was never gonna write that kind of a book. And people kept telling me, especially my, my good friend, Linda, you have a lot of good stories and put it down in paper. And you know, like, like a, it's a list of all the practical jokes Johnny Franco played on me, that uh, David Wright played on me through the years. So it's just really a journey uh, of my career from a uh, first crazed kid in New Jersey to the Mets for 40 years. My 40 years working with Dwight Gooden and Strawberry and David and so on and Terry Collins. And I just wanted to get down on paper, just really kind of a, hopefully inspiration to other young people that you know my my parents weren't rich. My father had no connections. I was able to carve out a career of myself in sports, make a nice living. So you don't have to be well connected. You just gotta keep be a and do what you can do, and just kind of a. Maybe an example, if somebody picks something up from my career, my life, it would make me really happy.
1: Oh, I know you and Perry have a lot in common where you're both very tenacious. um, You're both hard workers and you both don't let go of something when you want it. So just from what I read about you, you seem to be um, pretty much in sync with Perry where she's like that. I also read that your interview with the Mets so many years ago, 38 years ago, um 39 years ago when you spilled orange juice on your interviewer and you still got the job i did you must have been yeah. dying you must have left the you said this is the
0: story we were supposed to interview yeah i tell you this whole story so i had a fly down there's a whole backstory to that i was working at Fairleigh dickinson in new jersey a sports information director i got a call from somebody he says i'm bob jones with the meds Uh, like the interview for the PR job, I hung up on the guy. I thought it was a friend of mine played a joke on it. A day later, I found out it wasn't a legitimate offer. I called the guy back, the guy's name is Jim McGurney, who is a a, a VP of business. We set up an interview, I flew down to St. Petersburg. I was supposed to go to the the Edgewater Beach Hotel. I wound up in another hotel. I got lost and when I got to the hotel, Frank was sitting there in his little white tennis short. I was so nervous I spilled the whole big pitch of orange juice all over his lap. Uh, he asked me one question, have you read Brosnan? I said, who wrote it? Shakespeare. And Brosnan was a pitcher who pitched with the White Sox at that time. So the interview lasted about five minutes. I went to the airport, called my late mom. and said, mom there's no way I got this job. And about ten days later I got the job and Four decades later, I'm still here.
1: That's funny. So it gives hope to people who don't interview as well as they think they should. Um, I once had grape juice come out of my Right.
0: And I was so nervous. I'm I'm a bit of a klutz. I'm a bit of a klutz. And my hands, I told him, even though I'm Jewish, I'm part Italian. So I was told with my hands, and I knocked over the big juice right in his lap. And needless to say, Mr. Keshe was not real happy. And I said, there's no way possible I would have gotten the job. But, you know, fate's worked out. And I've been here a long time.
1: And you've changed the job. I'm sure the job initially, when you first had it, it, totally different from what it evolved to, especially with you know technology that was coming up. How did you? How, what was your staying power? How did you get through so many years and just change with the times and with the game? Did you find it easy? I mean,
0: yeah, I had, I know, I had a couple of basic tenets through my, the years. I treated the 25th guy on the team like the number one guy. I played no favorites. Uh, I was good to everybody. You know, anybody wanted something, I try to help. And the biggest thing in the beginning, there was no internet, there was no phone, there was no this or no that. You know, the first 10, 15 years of my career, everything was done by press release. Now it's done by phone, by, by Twitter, by Instagram, by, I don't even know, you have to new things now. I'm a little bit of an old fogey with that, but I, I, my whole philosophy was to be nice with people and to be nice to you. And I, I tried not to lie. I had good credibility with the writers. I, you know, we, we, a PR person is really, it's a balancing act. You know, have the front office on one hand, the media on the other hand, and the players on the other hand. The players think you're partial to the media, the media thinks you're partial to the players, and the front office thinks you're partial to the media and the players. So it's really a tough deal to be impartial, I try to walk the line and let people know, I was just interested in fairness and truth through the years.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to tell people that that's what they should do in any career. Um, you're, you're labeled now as the team right. historian. Right. you had the same power over managers, owners, just you, you're there and you know such good stories. I can't wait to read the book. You know, we're big, big baseball fans, big New York Mets fans
0: um and well, I, I appreciate it thank like, you like you said I try to write a book that people make him laugh and it's you know honestly there's some you know because some you know i mean i i don't know if you did you guys ever meet you know shannon ford who worked with me no but we've you heard know, uh, she passed away from breast cancer about 40 and a half years ago and i have a chapter on her you know her fortitude and her you know tenacity to keep working while she was sick so it's kind of a you know it's not a true baseball book it's a behind the scenes what it was like to be in the PR department on a day-to-day basis. We talk about 9-11 and other stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So it's coming out um, in May. It's coming out in two weeks. And because of corona, I would assume you're not doing a book tour. Um, You'll probably be hopefully getting interviews. uh... No, I'm not. You know what? And honestly,
0: Honestly, I kind of feel a little bit guilty. You know what the Jewish word hawk means? I mean, I don't really... It's kind of awkward for me to hawk my book right now because if people out of a job, if people right. you know are dying, and when I I, I told the publishers I want to be very dignified when I do this. Maybe we'll do something later on in the summer or, or in the fall. I'm not really concerned about that. I don't be perceived as you know out there you know trying to push my book when when people in the job market. It's not really the right time to be doing this. So whatever when I, I do is going to be really measured and with a message that you know, I want to. Hopefully, the book makes people laugh and maybe even cry a little bit.
1: Right. You know yeah. what I think? I think we need a book like that now because I think we are missing baseball terribly. And anything that's going to connect us to well, baseball in any way, I think, will heal people and make them feel like there's some kind of sense of normalcy. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? I don't want to think like I'd be a be the shyster and go out and try to push the money, make money on the book, and I'm not looking to do that. I just want to make people laugh and, you know, and have some fun with it. And the person I poke fun with the most in the book is me. You know, all the jokes were played on me, and he asked me to go back to the other question. I was always able to laugh at myself. You know, I, I was able to make, people can make fun of me. I never took an advantage like, you know, Johnny Frank once told me, he said, you know, if the boys didn't like you, they wouldn't mess around with you so they messed around with
1: me a lot right and you know you were loved (laughs) sounds good jade we we love you (laughs) well i appreciate it and we appreciate you appreciate everything that you've done to perry and our family well my pleasure because every time you do, I don't know if you realize what an impact it makes on Perry. It's it's shown her how she wow. wants to be in her career when she graduates
0: right. her 90 million years of school. Wow. Um, what, she, what she's doing is great. Any rank at the pool is great.
1: Well, she'll be hitting you up for a job when she graduates with an MBA, hopefully, because her dream, her dream team would be the Mets. Yeah. Uh, when, um, what
0: school did she go to again?
1: She's at a school. When did she
0: go to school?
1: Yeah. Adelphi University, right. City, And yeah. she's a marketing major. Oh, i I know
0: what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good for her. Good
1: yeah, for her. and she's uh, almost done being a sophomore. She's gonna take classes this summer. She'll be a junior at the end of the semester, and uh, a, uh yeah, she'll be a junior at the end. Good of the for year. her. And um, she's working hard. She's a great GPA. She loves going to school. She loves what she's going to do. And her dream would be to work in, you know, marketing and PR. So um, you might come across her one day in the, in the workplace.
0: Well, I'm sure she'd do great at it.
1: She would thank be. You. But thank you so much, Jay. I hope That'd you thank you and your family. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait till we see you back at, at City City. Well, you C. should be safe. You too. Thank you so you much for your time.
0: Me too. Will you be safe and keep doing what you're doing?
1: Okay, we keep love
0: you. It.